Good evening. This podcast is brought to you by Capitalism. Capitalism, the economic sensation with a chokehold on our nation. (laughs) Welcome to Down by the River. My name is Terrence Hartnett. I am currently delighted with my own improvisational skills, and I am the host of this podcast, and I want to thank you for listening and for tuning in. Of course, if you're a listener, I really hope you have... uh, uh, rated and reviewed this podcast on iTunes or other podcast platforms because those are the those are the ways we get to the top 100 comedy interview podcasts. We're already like top 130. Like great news, right? Isn't that great for all, all the river rats out there? Thanks a lot for helping us get to whatever top 130 and uh out there in the podcast world. Um where I am at right now is somewhere between Austin, Texas and Big Bend National Park. Uh I am pumped about going out west and uh, seeing some of the deserty national parky stuff that I originally drew me to the road. I've been kind of stuck in an urban set, not stuck, happily been in an urban setting last six weeks in Austin doing comedy, um, being trapped inside during a blizzard uh, with no power, etc. Um, uh, so thank you. Uh, to Austin, and I think my time in Austin, the majority of my time in Austin at least, has come to a close. Uh, Today's guest is Tim Weichselbaum, a man like no other, a very special, very unique person. I met Tim four or five years ago while doing comedy in Chicago. He's one of those people where you realize, if I didn't do comedy, if I wasn't involved in comedy, I would never have met someone even remotely like this so for that i am grateful thank you for tim for being on the podcast um tim is a uh, investor and a coder a computer guy he's one of those guys where you're like what do you do for a living and it's like uh computers and it's like computers i don't know he's he works for himself and he works on the internet and he's invested and he's recently come into some success he has a tesla as we will discuss uh before the interview he showed me his tesla and uh it's awesome you know i part of me doesn't want to like them i don't know it's some sort of like class resentment but uh it is really awesome so um and uh yeah and tim is uh a fierce capitalist or at least a staunch defender of capitalism um he's voted republican he told me he voted republican um he's looking he's conservative um in his political views and so this is a concern a concern after okay, this is a, it ends up we end up getting political, but I, the, I just I listened back, I listened back because this is one of the podcast episodes that you end up being like, ooh, I better uh, listen back to that one. Sometimes I go, that was a fun chat with my friend. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it up. This is one of the ones that you listen to um, all the way through to make sure that you uh, defended your political point accurately and didn't put your foot in your political mouth. Now, um, the thing with Tim is yeah we so we catch up about his new life and his you know his newfound success he's moving to Austin we met up in Austin he just put a offer in a house in Austin uh, I met him as Airbnb right at the beginning of the ice storm that would become snowpocalypse Austin 2021 um, I met him at his Airbnb but um, you know around minute you know 45 we get into a political discussion that is the remainder of the podcast essentially so if you get to that point and you go oh tim's an interesting guy i don't know if i want to hear him um argue with terrence 
about politics, then you can just go ahead and listen to the next one after you listen to the first 45. Um, so it's pretty it's a pretty classic episode for the first 45, and then we get into politics. Um, I'm really proud of myself for remaining calm um, and explaining my point of view m- in a measured way. I didn't get personal um, or, you know, I, do, and I didn't a- attack Tim personally, and he didn't attack me personally. So I think it's a, it's kind of a nice civil discussion. Um, listening back, I was happy with uh, most of what I said. Of course, um, you could always put things in a more clear way. I could have jumped on things that Tim said, um, and I and I could have you know made my point more clear. But this it's a political discussion. What are you going to do? Um, if you can remain civil throughout the whole political discussion, then I think that's a win for everybody involved. <laughs> and maybe that's a model. I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to be with with politics and in in public life. I don't know. I'm trying to be open and honest and uh civil uh without um conceding any really like the truly important moral points the important moral points which is why we believe what we believe politically okay so with all that said i will maybe i'll put a little warning a little warning chime in the middle maybe when we get into the politics um if you want to if you want to opt out um but thank you very much for listening thanks to tim for for doing the podcast um unbelievably interesting guy um shout out to max friedman for putting me on to the idea of interviewing tim um and uh yeah let's uh let's get into the let's get into the episode take it away steve I asked Max, uh, what should I ask Tim? And he goes, ask him what it's like to be... Uh, Fucking of- <laughs> Max, he's hilarious. <laughs> ask him what it's like to be part of the 1%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, am I in the 1%? Cool. Are you? Um, that's what I'm wondering. I feel like I should know, but it's too early to say because it's such fragile new money that I don't even feel like I even have it yet. Okay. Like... like it's it's not it's not it's not all in my bank account. It's in China. I don't know where it is. It's digital. It's the internet. That's kind of what a lot of, when I'm you know everyone a lot of comics struggle with something that prevents them from reaching their uh, full whatever potential. Yeah. So yeah, I had to, I don't know. It what takes is that it, for you. I guess mostly it's been it's just uh, fuck. Not one thing to like. I I can't blame weed. That's nothing. I think I'm just a... You can sure blame weed. It definitely slows me down, but also just food. I was a food addict, and also not booze. I When I was doing open mics a year before COVID, I was drinking every day, and I needed to take at least one beer. I needed to down a beer to have fun, to leave the house, and it just clicked in. So I know I, have, I could be a huge alcoholic yeah. if yeah. I just wanted to very easily. So I had to cut that. So something happened. I was like, okay, let's just go on keto. So now I'm on keto. You've been on keto for a couple of years now. Well, I took a huge break, and okay. then I slipped and fell back into the crevasse or whatever the fuck I was just talking about. <laughs> and now I'm back on it, and that's why I have a chip in my – or not a chip on my shoulder, <laughs> the opposite. That's why I have a good pep in my step, and I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, right. It gives and, you – it's a great energy. You just like – So you've done it? Yeah, I love. So you keto. can't just talk about it as like a second. You've actually done it. Wow, You're I love in the club. it. My mom's big in keto, and uh, I'll do it with her. And then like, um, 
like in the morning, you have like a butter and MCT oil coffee that's and no I breakfast. That's what I'm drinking. Oh, really? The butter coffee right now? Yeah, a little bit. Ooh, Mostly nice. whipping cream to be specific, but oh, just you cream. can mix it up. You can yeah. do whatever you want. I mean, there's many f- forms of oh, keto man. coffee. Coffee with I cream. I love it. Coffee with cream. With heavy cream. With heavy cream. So that's, delicious. That's the good shit. No, no, that sweetener shit. <laughs> I, I use stevia. All right, we don't got to get into too deep into the health stuff, but that is an addiction too, actually. To do everything health consciously, that's an addiction. Of course. Well, I think it's you have to choose. You choose your addictions. There's no other way around it. I mean, like you're just you're you're going to be hooked on something. Exactly. Even if it's the superiority of being better than people uh, could even be the addiction. You know what I mean? Dude, workaholism. I've been doing a lot of that. A lot of coding. I'm a coder. That's as far as I'm going to say. And I had a good. What do you mean as far as you're going to say? Because I don't like, because the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to regret talking about it. Okay. And some of it's confident, some of it's private and from, you know, private. Cause it the is, coding that you do? Yeah, the company that I, yeah, the thing I'm doing right now, <laughs> it's, there's two, I could just go on and on about it. But let's just say that I have had it a good six months. <laughs> a good six months. Because it's, yeah. okay, yeah. So what I know is it's a crypto uh, company and it, 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 is it, is it advice? It's got it. Even that is more than I'm willing to, for them to know. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just say coding. I'm a coder. I've been doing it for 20 years. I didn't know that. And so I guess it's the dividends are, let's just say starting to pay off. <laughs> cause you I'm have, now. cause now you're wealthy. Cause now you, we just, I want to say Tesla. what fuck they're going to hate. Who's, who, who's going to listen to that? All these comics. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. be like, fuck that guy. But in my defense, it's interesting, Tim. It's interesting. People <laughs> want to hear interesting stuff. Well, wealthy is a, is a bad word. But you don't want to call yourself a person wealthy. Of mean, a person of means. <laughs> so, is in my the... defense, I am a Jew. So look <laughs> at my last name. Weishelbaum. I get approved for mortgages in two seconds just when they see my la- how yeah, long my okay. last name is. Okay, wait. So yeah, so you're saying you're into some money now, but it's not real. It's all digital. Yeah, it's too hard. It's too slippery to call it wealth yet. Yeah. You know, I'm paranoid. I get. I have reasonable paranoias about losing it the second I. You know, easy come, easy go. Yes. I didn't really earn it. I just fucking fucking tapped into something. What did you tap into? Like an asshole. Um, I literally don't know how you made your money. So it, well, whatever you can say, say to make me understand I mean, it's, it. Okay, well, public knowledge is that crypto has surged in the past six months. And yeah, yep. I'm invested in crypto. Okay, we just, okay, that's it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm not going to say where I got it. That's, that is, that's extremely confidential. To, but um, <laughs> I'm uh, smart. Which, <laughs> which crypto? Bitcoin? Ethereum? Yeah, mostly Bitcoin, yeah. That Bitcoin one did well. Too. Let's just say, Elon, thank you, motherfucker. Thanks, Elon. Thank you. I am no closer to understanding, but we're only a few minutes in. Yeah, no um, worries, dude. Um, there's, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, not just, I mean, who cares? Like, I know that it's so easy to come off as an asshole when most people listening to this will be like making, have a negative net worth. Your boy, right here. I have a negative net worth. I'm in debt. I take no pleasure in that. That's good. hearing that. That's good. I, I, that's cool that, you, that you're doing what you're doing despite that, that you have a fucking van. Yeah, I got a van driving around the van. Yeah. How do you pay for for the... I bought it cash with unemployment money. That's That makes sense. So you yeah. obviously have a cushion. Of, I have liquid. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's student loan debt. It's not like it's like... they're not. I mean, they're not beating down my door. They're oh, just no. like... 
Not right uh, now. Especially the last during the pandemic, there's they I, don't, I haven't had to pay any of it at all. But when I do pay it, I just pay the interest, and it's just looming over me. It's like yeah. a, an ever growing cloud. It's um, I have been paying it. I've been paying it since I graduated, and it's still um, more than when I graduated. So I've I been know. paying, but the number goes up. Isn't that sad? Oh, I absolutely sad, and and I'm gonna sound like a dick when I say you shouldn't have gone to college. I really shouldn't <laughs> have. Yeah, I'm trying to be a comedian. Who cares? Exactly. I started. I could have gone to the College of Comedy, um, but you know that's. I didn't even want to. I didn't even uh, think about doing comedy until I got out of school. So. Same. I mean, yeah. I I just didn't go to college because I just didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't, you didn't even try. <laughs> I had no desire to do that. For I just wanted. Come out of high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go back to high because I know I've known you since Chicago comedy. I've probably known you for four or Chicago five years now. Chicago comedy. Yep. Four or five years probably. Right. Like I've known you I for liked a while. You. you were fun to hang out. You're one of the few comics that are not jaded. It seems. Thanks, buddy. So you're fun. Thanks a lot. So I will always remember that. Not that I, not that it matters, because I'm a lose. I'm just some loser, comic. <laughs> but you were saying, oh yeah, high school, yeah, fuck, I, I just want to be an artist or like a musician or something. Oh really? Not a comic, but a musician. So the, yeah, the appeal of the non nine to five life appealed to you. Oh, from the very, oh yeah, as far as I remember. Where'd you go? To, where'd you go to high school? Were you in the Chicago area? Yeah, I went to Stevenson, and, and yeah, it's it's in, it's in the suburbs. Which suburb? I don't really know the it's suburb. It's in Lincolnshire, just one of the. Gotcha. It's a, it's a big high school, and uh, fuck fuck anyone who went. Th- I don't stay in touch with anybody who went there, so I guess it doesn't matter. If you went there, reach out. Reach out to Tim.com. <laughs> reach out to Tim.com. Weichelbaum. I'm not the same person, and they're probably worse than they were. Well, it's, so been a while, it's been a while now. How old are you? 31. Yeah, I'm 30. So, yeah, I just, I just actually connected with a friend from high school. Um, in Austin, who came to Austin as soon as he graduated high school, and it had been, like, how long has this been? He goes, 12 years. It's been since high school. 12 years. You know, we already had a 10-year <laughs> year reunion. Neither of us went to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, who, yeah I didn't go. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah. Turns out it was lame. I of was course. a druggie in high school. And I, you know, one of my, they're all dead. The reunion would be a, a grave site. <laughs> they're all fucking dead. All the they're people. not. What do you mean? They're all dead from drugs? <laughs> oh, I hung out with a couple of people who did. Yeah, tons of people. Yeah, the druggy circle. Okay. Oh, the, pe- the people you knew were yeah. all they were into drugs too much. Were you into heavy drugs bit. in high school? I was, and that's why I'm still alive. But I, I, they went down that road. A lot of my pills uh, people I was hanging with. Yeah, it starts with the pills, the yeah. oxy. Yeah. They think it's harmless or something. Right, because uh, when it comes in the bottle, the doctor gives it to you. Yeah, they think yeah. because yeah, for some reason oxycontin was super common in high school for me, for yeah. my peers at least. Wow. I didn't fucking do it, never did it. But uh, yeah, that shit leads to heroin. So I know, yeah. So it's like okay, yeah, pretty quickly to heroin. Yeah, because it's like what you, you, I mean, like you end up running out of oxy or whatever, or you it's too expensive, and then heroin's cheap. Uh, so you can easily make the switch over. They make the bridge somehow, despite yeah. being raised in a suburban household with loving yeah. parents. Those drugs are huge in the suburbs. I mean, because they're, yep. they're just, they're too good. They're great. Um, all right. So you didn't go to college. What'd you do out of college? When did you start doing comedy? Because I, I feel like, I, I mean. Uh, 22 years. 20. Uh, so oh. that was 2012. 2012 in Chicago. Yep. Started doing comedy. Okay. So you're with the old guard. You were with like, Hannibal was still around and stuff. He was just out, probably. He was out okay. before, but he was still, he's, you know, 
Yeah. Okay, so he was in New York. But Canaan and stuff was that too? That, was that also way. was. But who was Vegas like a left. remnant? I guess nobody famous. Like I, I started right after the uh, Cameron Esposito left. Okay. That's oh, she about. left. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so she, nobody that big. Yeah, but okay. there's people who have since gotten very big since I started in that era, though. Just no, just nobody that big, like Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people have gotten big. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Megan Salter's from like, our scene. Yeah, yeah, Megan Salter's sure. huge. Um, is she? I don't know that. She's gonna be on a TV show. I just thought gotcha. I, it's crazy. Um, uh, so you're going up as you're going up on stages. Tim dot com during that yep. time, mm-hmm. which is good because your last name is hard to say. Uh, Wexel yeah, bomb. I didn't put much thought into. It. I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, yeah. So you just fucking Tim dot com. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could have something like that now that's not as obnoxious, though. Like, because, yeah, the, the real name needs to be tr- censored. Like, it's terrible. Like, Wyke Solbaum. Yeah. Um, and it is Wyke, even though mm-hmm. it's spelled. In the German language, who gives a fuck? We don't speak German, but yes, because we speak English here, so you should pronounce it how it would be pronounced in our language, which would be something else. So I don't blame people for fucking it up. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, remember you set up phonetic. You set up phonetically after you, after Tim dot com yeah. was over because that that was over. Like when I when I, when I was meeting you, people were still calling you Tim dot com, and I was like, why are you calling that? And they go because he used to go up on stage as <laughs> Tim dot com. Ugh. Yeah, way to make a bad impression up front of your comedy. Did you own the domain? No, I don't think so. That was already taken. No, hell yeah, no. Probably. Yeah, hell well, no. of course, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I was like, thought, like, whatever. I don't. It didn't matter. Even then, I knew it was a stupid. It was obnoxious. I just didn't take myself seriously. Like, it wasn't a strat, strategic move or anything. Okay, yeah. It was like I'm just not. I don't want to write down my whole f- name. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, okay, so then you're doing comedy, yada yada yada. You're a wealthy man. Whatever's in between is up to you. You know, what are we what are we gonna talk about? Uh, <laughs> wealthy man. A rich guy. Okay, wait, when you say you don't, ha- when you say the wealth is up in the air, what do you mean? Like you can spend the money, right? You have so, spendable money. Some of it's in crypto still. So high, if you become a high wealth individual, your net worth is not always easy to estimate yes. on paper. You need an accountant, and even they probably don't know. It's like still like, oh well, you got assets here. You got it's depreciates. The markets do right. What, what, they don't know what they're worth. It could be. It's a. It's a. It's a you get a range. So that's how I'm going to dodge the question. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but we have a Tesla. We have an offer in on an Austin uh, house. Yeah, why not? I, so I, I went to Kill Tony and Red Band is one of the people, Brian, Brian Red, Red Band. Band. So he was obviously there. Uh, and uh, he was after the show, I just started talking to him. And, and, he, and I was like, so where do you live? He was like, and he told me where he lived. I was like, oh, maybe I'll check out places. Because he said he had a house. He bought a house. I was like, oh, yeah. you're moving here? Okay, if you're here, that may, hey, that's another, you know, I got a network you know, with the big boys. <laughs> um, and I have no shame when it comes to putting myself out there with another comic. I don't care how famous they are. Yeah. I will go up to them. And you're an interesting like, mix of shy and bold. When it comes to comedy, yes, because I feel like I, I speak the language. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you understand. Yeah, so, you can, yeah, bits. I don't care how famous. I I know how to not be an asshole when it comes to comedic language. When it comes to talking to somebody on the same level, so that's what I don't give a fuck. And, and uh, so that's made me compelled. That compelled me to be like, oh well, if that basically is like the entire Rogan crew that's planting root here. Yeah. So hey, I got some money for now. 
Let's jump into the... Oh, it's being filmed? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump in. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, have you seen what Elon said? Have you seen the latest Elon episode? I listened to about uh, half of it, yeah. The he, uh, biggest boomtown in... It's going to be the biggest boomtown in the next 50 years, which makes sense to me based on what I've been hearing people say. He had to say that the day before I was looking for houses, yeah. <laughs> and it jumped up uh, no. ridiculously. The it, price on the house did? Yeah, the offers on the house. Yeah, based the market jumped. Basic, the whole market in Austin. Jumped. That is crazy. And uh, just overnight, basically, just God. as I was starting. Because well, he, he's the richest man in the world. Yeah, right? he has major influence over many economical sectors. Just That's because, so just his weird. mouth. Just him running his mouth. That's why it's like his people must be like, please don't go on this podcast. Please, please don't. Like they want him to be like right because yeah, like there's yeah. so many people who have who have fortunes invested in 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 elon and then and he's just playing with it all the time he's just rolling and and he's acting like it's just his money and he's he's like tony stark but it's people are like hey man i want to send my kids to college please Hmm. don't uh screw around with my (laughs) my nest egg there's definitely truth to that i guess i mean for sure i guess either way the tesla market the tesla whatever factories are going to have tons of new jobs. So I think right. he, I think he could account for that, his mouth, by all the jobs he's creating. He is creating more than he's taken away. Not to defend him too hard. Maybe he isn't a crook. Maybe he is evil. I don't know. But uh, he has... Well, he's rich. So he's rich enough to, uh, you know, he could do a lot more with his money to, uh, to alleviate uh, poverty and hunger, I'm sure, that he's doing. You know what I mean? Per- not even personally, just with his company. Yeah, he has yeah. personal wealth. That's his money. He right. did earn it, and yeah, so he could say whatever. As far as I can, and he has a few money, as they say, a few money for sure. Well, if, if anybody does, he does. Obviously, yeah. yeah Jesus Christ! All right, so wait. Uh, so does Red Band have in a, a house in the same neighborhood as you? In the East yeah, Austin I'm not going to say the Sorry. neighborhood or anything. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to already like act like I'm a high profile person, and that's just how it goes. I guess yeah. when you. When something ha- when I don't know when you, I'm just a Jew, dude. I'm someone called me neurotic, and I was like, "Don't insult me to my face." Like, that, <laughs> like, like when I was here, somebody already like like hates me. Apparently, I don't know. Whatever, it's complicated. You're thinking about people hating you, and you're worried about. Oh, I mean, so like that's, that's what neurosis is. Is like oh, no, they you're hate right. Me. You're right, but there's a reason for it too. It's true. Everything. It's fucking true, dude. People get jealous dude i told someone i got a tesla and i thought they were gonna be like thought they're gonna respond happily they just never responded (laughs) fuck you dude so i lost a friendship over it you know (laughs) well that's not a good that's not a good friend i know you're right you'll have plenty of you'll have plenty of fake friends to fill that person fuck that guy unless he asked me to go on his podcast and then (laughs) unfuck him i guess (laughs) You know, it's complicated. You have these weird relationships with comedians. I think, well, yeah, you got to be careful because, like, even at this level, it's funny. Some people like see relationships as very transactional, um, Ugh, and uh, and uh, it's hard enough to maintain a regular relationship. And then you're worried about, oh, are they just uh, trying to get on? My-? And it's like at this level, it's like, what do you want? You want to get a spot at the open mic? Like, what the hell do you want out of, out of this? Yeah, it takes pettiness to a yeah very life level. Like too petty. And I'm not gonna. And I refuse to concern myself with stuff like that because it's just not healthy to, to like think about things like in that way. It's just not gonna do anybody any good. 
I I'm I'm the corrupt by comedy. I think I'm permanently corrupted by it. Like it just makes me short circuit, like very sh- <laughs> like uh, impatient. But yeah, I gotta work on that. Like, cause yeah, you get the resentment of like people not giving you the time of day. Oh my god, that happens every all even no matter how long you've been doing it. Me it's, too. And it, well, yeah, and you meet new people and uh, they're like, well, I mean, don't you know that I'm you know a uh, big deal at the open mics in Chicago? Open, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny. I find my ego fighting against it already. Even you know, and then I'm like, what the hell do I offer these people? It's like not even like you know what I mean like. You know, I uh, I'm struggling to be a more than okay comedian. That's like all I'm actually trying to do. I mean, like, uh, I have nothing. You got to be humble. I and I should be humble because I'm at the bottom of the totem pole here. And all I'm saying is that people actually are pretty nice in the end. I'm the one who's kind of needs to work on it because sometimes I'm wrong about how they act. Like I misperceive their uh, energy. And it's like, oh, never mind. I'm the asshole. I'm right. Corrupt. Well, that's and that's neuroses. Yeah, the neuroses, the neuroses yeah, yeah, comes yeah. in when yep. it's like I misperceived those things that you said because of my ego, because of what's going on with with me on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, um, how how did it take off? Like, because I know, like, um, when I knew you, you were like you were making money off of what? Like, I I never knew what your job was. Like, I never knew what you were doing for money. I like that. I like to keep it that way. That's how rich, that's how you're supposed to, like, you don't want people knowing. But what were you doing and then what got coding. better? You I, were d- coding. I did self-contracting coding and uh, you just slowly get better opportunities unless yeah. you suck at it. The market for that is unreal. Right. So your experience only turns into, yeah, your dollar value, how much you charge only goes up. Yeah, with your experience and your and you yeah. have a bigger portfolio, better and you got better recommendations and what mm-hmm. we call references and stuff like that. So I'm just um, vaguely doing well in a way that's hard to, you know. I'm just it's it's good to keep it. It's nice that I it's not public, you know, that I'm not like a. You don't want that. Turns out, like publicity is not always a good thing. I know. And even with my little podcast, you're shying away <laughs> from the publicity of whatever you did to yes, get successful. That's how serious it is. Yeah. Um, now, not that I don't want to be entertaining, obviously, because I just, just, yeah, that's kind of how it is when uh, something becomes bigger than anything you've done your your life leading up to it, and you don't want to lose it. Yeah. So this 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 past six months, it was it was a marked leap because of your business that you have. Well, I was—I had the business, but also the economy. The the surge happened in crypto. Okay. Yeah, crazy, and it's still going. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, and that that happened. So I, I was in a comfortable. I was in a good position. I, I you know I got in early. Yeah. That's it. It's just an investment that panned out, and I also it was work. It wasn't just investing. I I worked to get it too. So and it's still ongoing. I'm, I'm pretty busy still doing it as a job but also it's awesome it's, it's, it's just there's there's a lot it's, it's i have free time and money to just do whatever and that's why i'm here you're here in austin yeah i wouldn't be here if that didn't happen yeah dude i'm so lazy that i, I don't do stuff unless it's super easy like so yeah money makes things a lot feel less far away it's like, oh, Austin. It's not that far if you got money. Let's go, no problem. <laughs> yeah. So you're 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 gonna make the move to Austin. 
that's the plan. I did sign up. I did. I am putting an offer in a house. So that usually means I have to live there. They don't want just. Yeah, they were like, "Are you an investor?" I was like, "Nah, dude, I'm a comic." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, yeah, okay. As long as you're living there, it's fine. We don't want random investors coming in and crowding the market." Oh, I see. Right, right. They don't want just somebody just gonna buy it and flip oh, it in yeah. a year or two. They yeah. Are, yeah, there's a ton of people trying to do that because Austin is cr- crazy right now. Um, and it's a new house. So you're putting an offer in a new house. So somebody built it on spec. Yeah, it's a. It's just a. Yeah, it's just a shitty new house. It's not like a super nice one. It's like how many a, bedrooms? Four. Four bedrooms. That's not that shitty. The size is great. It's just the company. It's like a cookie cutter company that mass produces a lot of houses. Sure. So it's not sure. the you know. It's no character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no history. But I'll have to add that. Yeah, so I'll have to add the character myself. You'll bring plenty of character. I don't. I don't. I don't have any doubt about that. If I put love into, yeah, there'll be a room for just guitars. <laughs> there'll be a room, <laughs> you know, which I don't even play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, podcasting room. You it's a, weird. You have a vintage uh, ukulele collection. He told you. Max Who fucking told Max to, fucking Max. Max dude. told me two facts about you. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's funny. You have a Tesla, which I would have had that anyway, and then the 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 ukulele. Clip. So now I'm out of now I'm out of ammo. So there's no more surprises coming for me, Tim. Dude, Max is funny. Um, was it? yeah. No, the ukulele. Let's talk about that. What do you got? I just think it's too much to talk because even because I didn't get the house. Saying I'm getting like, oh, I'm getting a four room house, dude. I maybe. You have an I, offer in how many possible. bathrooms? Huh, bathrooms. Yeah. Two. I don't even look. I don't even. I, you don't even know how many bathrooms I, there are. I know at least two. I only need one. Yeah. Yeah, I think two, two full <laughs> bathrooms or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's more about the location than the amenity. You know. Yeah. It's in a cool location. I'm, you know, close to Giga Texas. So you know. Giga Texas is the Tesla plant. It's a new Tesla plant, so that's where they're going to build the Cybertruck, which I wanted to get, but I didn't want to wait for it. Yeah. So I got the three and it's a little cute little it's not that little it's a medium-sized sedan four door and it just it's easy you just you don't even have to remember your car keys that's what i love about just idiot proof so you just get it it's like okay where are we going doesn't so doesn't know your fingerprint she uses the phone your phone all right so if i took your phone would i be able to drive your tesla yeah fuck what about okay now you worry about are you worried about same as car keys though i mean yeah yeah Right. You don't want to lose your phone. You're fucked in 20, whatever year it is without a phone. Yeah. Or at course. least I am. Whatever year it is. <laughs> I'm not a survivalist, dude. <laughs> I, tr- I drove on the icy tarmac, whatever you want to call the roads. I ro- so icy today. It's insane. It's like a, it's the cold snap of Austin. I had to, though, because I needed to check out the property one more time before putting in a, you know this steep offer because you got to be competitive and so I was like, do I really want this fucking house? So I went What's the offer? Jesus, you really not <laughs> holding back on the Well, I don't, got, I don't I got nothing to work with, buddy. You got tons. Oh, come on. You got all right. Well, tons you, to work with. You steer me. I barely steer even me asked work. about you. So how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I like Austin. I, I mean, I, when I got here, it was like, it's like, it's warm. The food is incredible. I mean, have you been eating? It's so great. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, Stay a guy here. Got the t- yeah, I got the barbecue. And then the comedy. It's like, I mean, between those three, it's great. And then the city is great. The, the, the parks are beautiful. The weather's beautiful. 
It's walkable in a lot of places. It's easy to park, most more or less. Everyone says it's hard to park. It's pretty easy to park. Yeah, exactly. Everyone overestimates how difficult yeah. that is. Well, if we're coming it's, from Chicago, coming from New York, it's just exactly. it's way easier. It's great. Oh, yeah. Especially, well, during COVID, at least. I mean. True. True. But, so, yeah. So, you, were, you came from the cold. You came from, yeah, I heard I, you went to Memphis. I was Memphis, there. St. Louis, Chicago. Um, and then before that, I was in upstate New York. So that was all very cold, and I needed to get somewhere where I could sleep in the upstate. van comfortably. And uh, I've been in a hotel the last couple nights because I cannot Tomber sleep comfortably in the van. It sucks. Right. Now when it's this cold. No. So cold. Wow. Um, so you've been interviewing comics along the way. Comics and people I meet, too. Other, just other people. I mean, I end up meeting a lot of comics. That's the business. But I try to, I try to mix it up so it's not just... Um, uh, totally up around assholes. You know what I mean? Totally like comedy, podcasting about comedy yeah. with comedians, for comedians. It's yeah, like, um, that's not the kind of podcast I like. Um, I mean, I think pod- comedians are good podcasters. They're great podcast guests. So <laughs> it, it fits naturally. Like I'm not worried. Like I'm, and I could talk to you for an hour. It doesn't matter if whatever. And I mean, it's going to be good. It'll be pretty good. Yeah. Thank God I got something else to talk about. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, fucking most, Geez, not to not to generalize again, but that's kind of what I'm good at. Uh, comics are losers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got nothing else going on except for mental illness. I got that. I got plenty of other things to talk about. It's kind of, it's not really, but I'm more than an open. I'm just glad I'm not just an open micer, right? Jesus, right. Ugh. You're also a coder and yeah. a philanthropist and a. Uh you're a wealthy individual, you know what I mean? So, oh, oh fuck! Why I keep you saying s- that? <laughs> I keep saying that, tripping them up, tripping. Do you not think you'll ever be successful? I don't know. I mean, I'm. I guess I am kind of resigned to poverty. I'm like, I'm determined on being happy, but I don't know. I don't see a lot of lucrative paths in my future. I don't know. I mean, I really uh, comedy pays pretty well once you're good at it. If you're good at it. Yeah, that would be great. That's the dream for sure. Still a dream for you. Oh, I guess if you look at it, that, I guess it's one, it's still fine to say that to be modest, but you've been doing it for long enough to know if you want to make it your uh, living. And I do want to make it my living. Yeah, yeah. of course. But there's a lot of comics who are broke. So broke. Oh yeah. This or scraping yeah, along. I mean, true. I definitely can, I think I, I'd like to be able to, you know, make a teacher's salary. I think I think I could do that in a couple of years, like make a subsistence salary off of it and like, you know, get by, get by in like a real way where I'm paying my bills and stuff like that. I could do that. But, um, I don't know. It feels within reach as long as there's an industry. I mean, that's kind of why Austin is appealing to me. It's because there's industry like this. The day I get here, I see that there's Chappelle shows, there's Rogan shows. And there's Crazy. N- no other, I mean, New York, yeah, nothing. There's nothing else right now as far as I am. I know, and it's going to come back. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be big for comedy in, in the next year at least. I mean, like, everyone here is so excited. It's like, I was telling you before we recorded, that someone's like, this is like being in San Francisco in 68, you know, like it's something special's happening. I did feel a pretty warm energy in the air. Yeah. You know, it's just in general and personally, people have been very nice. Other so comics. So nice down here. Yeah, everyone's so great. And they all have the right, like some of them are have a good attitude about like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to work at the Rogan comedy room whenever, as soon as I'm going to be a doorman. It's like, yeah, 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 hell yeah, good luck. I mean, it's the competition has got to be real, but so far it's just... <laughs> People aren't that. I haven't seen anyone that amazing yet. 
Yeah. Do you think, um, like in general, the average comedian in Austin, uh, compared to the average comedian in Chicago, what do you think? Yeah, they, it seems like a lot of them are doing comedy tourism more than actual comedy so far. Like, you know, some of them are from here, but they they're just like bums. They're just like you know, not <laughs> dedicated. Like, if you move from another, if you uh, transplant yourself to another city, that's how you show that you're kind of serious. Some people are just like here because this comedy is here. Yeah. Some of them, and that's how I was in Chicago. I was just doing it because I lived there. It's like, hey, I'll check it out. Right. Now that if I move, that's an investment. So do you think you think that when you move here, um, you will have a different attitude towards comedy? Yeah, then I'll probably start taking it more serious and actually try to write jokes. Write jokes. I mean, because you have <laughs> a you got the presence down. I like I love your stage presence, and you kind of have an attitude um, already. You have like. <laughs> It's uniqueness. It's you've got something already that's like you have a point of view. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I definitely can have one if I want to be. A, <laughs> it depends on what. I, yeah, like I had one that was very specific, becoming like in Chicago, but that was mostly a reaction to my surroundings. How would you describe that? What you were like in Chicago? Your uh, people just thought I was a crazy alt right guy. Yeah, because you would be saying. You would say stuff. Funny like, stuff, mostly, yeah. Funny stuff, to like... To try to be funny. Provocative. In, I don't remember... Honestly, I don't remember anything of that specific. Like, I don't remember anything that was, like, super offensive to me. Right. Well, the style is just trying to be provocative, but funny. Not just provocative. I, I don't like doing that. I, I go for what I think is funny. That's what I think you should do, is not just play to the crowd. Right, right, right. Because I was just reacting to what everyone else was doing. Yeah, which was circle jerk, uh, blue hair politics bullshit. Blue hair? Like old people? Oh, no, I just mean like li- literally dyed your hair blue to support some movement that everyone else supports. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so like, yeah, everyone's falling in with the same social justice type things that right. people are doing. Anyway, but yeah, now, yeah. I mean, in Austin, that's a li- it's a little bit less like that. That's what I've so noticed. how will you distinguish yourself here? When I it's like, like that. that. I'm not the only one now who has to do that. Not even close. To see, it feels like it's the majority. I don't think it's the majority. It, to me, it feels like that. I'm, compared to I Chicago hope so. Because we need pure... We need, we need to cleanse. <laughs> we need to remove the people God, who just want to censor. Jesus Christ. I, don't, I mean, hey, they want to cleanse me. Fuck them. <laughs> they want to... Yeah, okay. Right. They so want to censor me. I just want to improve the quality of comedy. That's so funny. Yeah, you think that you're being censored. <laughs> Are you? I was. You I was, were. Yeah, yeah. People, did you, did you get banned? Literally from censored. Yeah. How, you did. You got banned. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just for jokes, and also, you could get censored anywhere now. That's not just comedy. Right online. Yeah, you know, online anywhere. You could lose your job for just saying anything. Literally, that goes against that woke mob. Yeah, yeah, the woke mob. So it's not just comedy that's affected by it. It's just that comics are the ones who notice it very. Easily, if they're noticing it, if they're looking for it. Right. Um, now, here, people are less concerned with whatever that is, like the PC culture kind of thing um, in general. It just seems like that. And also, the Rogan crew is definitely against PC culture, whatever that means, and censorship, cancel culture, all that stuff. They're markedly against that stuff. Now, yeah, how do you think you're going to differentiate yourself in that in that? Group. Oh yeah, good question. I don't have a plan. I just know that I know how to do comedy, and you just develop. 
as long as you're getting better, you'll yeah. you'll find something. I don't have a plan. You know, it's hard to say. Oh, I'm going to differentiate myself. That's too strategic. I think. I think you'll. It's, it happens. Has to be organic. More organic and natural. Yeah, it'd be weird if it was like that uh, yeah. intentional. That would be odd. Yeah. If I you're know. Like, I'm here's fun- my yeah. new persona, Terrence. I'm gonna. I, here's what I'm gonna do. Right. That's too. Yeah. Too calculating. I know I'm funny. The rest is has to be struck developed before I become a polished professional whatever yeah. I don't even know if I want to be that I'd, I could just like a p- club polished club comedian yeah what Not do you want to be necessarily yeah what do you see for your future like there's one thing to be a headliner who just has their own crowd has their own audience another thing is to just grind your way to any random crowd in a club yeah yeah uh, that doesn't appeal to me yeah. Or should it to anybody? It's not, that's like work. feels like work. Right. I just want to be myself, start a podcast, accumulate fans, yeah. and then you could headline. Then you could just headline because you have the right. fans ready made. Okay. Um, is that what you want to do? That's sure. Yeah. Um, starting here in Austin. Well, what, about, what about like work stuff with like the work you're doing now? Is that going to continue? Like. What's yeah, your plan for the next couple of years? I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna keep investing in real estate and flipping houses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're list, if you're a mortgage lender, I'm just you know, it's a joke. What they don't want you to flip houses? <laughs> yeah, no. They actually they grilled me on the phone. They're like, "All right, what do you want to move to Austin for, motherfucker?" They didn't talk like that. Um, I was like, "Cause it's cool." Dude. What do you mean? Why do I want to move? Because yeah. it's awesome. There's a, there's a comedy scene. Uh, Elon Musk. Nuff, what do I got to say? Nuff it's said. Like, it's like you, yeah, can you write a letter. Uh, you know. And did you? Well, I just sent an email more, in more depth. I was like, "Come on, dude!" In so many words, I was just like, "I'm not a lender. Or I'm not an investor. Yeah. It's I'm moving here for personal reasons. Yeah. And so that part I got through. He believed me. He bought the. He bought it. <laughs> and you got enough money. You can like prove that because you're talking about how you're not like your money is not real in a way. Um, and but it's real enough to get a mortgage. Let's hope so, dude. I could be declined still. Let's okay. not, you know, I don't gotcha. even know. I've never done it before. I've never taken on a loan that big. Okay, right. Yeah. But everything. Hey, it feels like it. I feel like I'm starting to be treated as an adult. Based on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Based on this correspondences so far, you know, they're taking the offer seriously because I yeah. wanted to. I was like, dude, I'm not gonna tell you all this unless you're actually considering the offer. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're t- considering it, sir. I'm literally still. W- I'm waiting to hear back from them right now. Oh, that's great. While yeah. we're in the pod, you might get your house. It's it's a good time to have a podcast. I, I mean, that's really pretty exciting to just. But also, I fucking earned it, dude. So it How? feels real too, because like I earned it. I did. I worked my ass off. You know, everything comes little at a time. You start with just not having to have a day job, then you can afford your own apartment. Yeah. Then you get a car. So it's all feels normal to me, kind of like. But also, it's super exciting. But I, it's been that way. My life has been on a weird roller coaster incline for a while. So yeah. it is fun to talk about. But also, I'm in, I'm perceived as a straight white, you know, I'm perceived as the enemy by a certain political majority, and that's another Minor- reason. Well, yeah, that's another reason why I don't like talking about like, oh, let's fuck this guy over. Like cancel culture is, I'm not immune to it. I don't have Elon money. Yeah, but you have no employer 
to which someone could report right. you. They'd either. have to convince me to fire myself. So good job. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> like, oh, dude, you got to fire this guy. He's such an asshole. Like, I'll think about it. Maybe he is. I, I mean, know. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I hate I this would, guy more than anybody I would else. think about it. <laughs> just, you know, just kill yourself, dude. It's like, okay, let me think about it. Permanently <laughs> terminate this employee. This you ever guy think is about gone. That? Like, have you ever gotten like real hate yet in your life? Real hate? From, my, from somebody else towards me? For any, yeah. I would say no, but mostly it's because the uh, entire thrust of my life is working against that, is working to make people like I me. know. You are very likable. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> it's not good to be. <laughs> I don't mean it's that not, as a compliment. See, because I actually think about this a lot. Because people say in comedy, you got to be likable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but can I just be funny? Yes. That's my argument. I'm not saying, you're not li- I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you're likable. But it's like, you're like, it's been done. It's helpful. Yeah. But is that really what you're selling, just likability? No. Well, yeah. You know, it's something uh, Joe McMahon said was uh, we were at a show and he bombed, but two guys in the back loved it, you know? There you go. Yeah, And well, he goes, exactly. Still well, he, sucks to bomb. Yeah. He usually does well. I mean, he usually does very exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah, sure, that must have killed him. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I don't know. So, but like, it did, I mean, it did, it, it, it didn't bother him, which is funny. That's why I asked him about it afterward. I was like, what do you think about that? Because uh, he's like, why? Because I bombed? And I go, yeah. And then he goes like, well, those two guys, we just had a smoke outside. And they love me. They're in. They, like, you know, they're, they're Joe McMahon fans. You know? And he goes, like, you're never going to headline if everyone likes you and no one loves you. If no one loves you, no one's going to buy tickets, right? But if everyone, if everyone likes you, that doesn't matter. I mean, you need to have a certain percentage of people who love you in order to headline. You if, remember if all that? Holy, he must have really sat you down and had a like, little... It was good. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't, well, it's stuck, man. It's, yeah. Like, it's, uh, wow. I mean... It, it crystallized something that I already kind of knew, which is like you need people to buy in. Like when they're literally going to spend $25 or whatever to oh, see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like they need to be motivated to like you, to like love you specifically instead of just like mm-hmm. being palatable to a, a, you know, a wide variety of people. You need, you need to be like, you need to be really appealing to a, a, a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. A certain I, number. And then they will add up. It's so they, they'll add yeah, up. Yeah. It'll add up. It won't, you know, it's not like everyone's going to, you know, the whole, like if you will have enough in every city to sell out a venue, right? One venue. That's right. a good milestone or a great milestone. Yeah, then you're set. At that point, you're set. If you're they, set. Yeah. yeah, and it can only go up too from there, um, or yeah. down if you get canceled. <laughs> I didn't want to get into cancel culture with you. I don't even know what I don't we covered know. it. I think we basically covered. I it. I mean, yeah. I don't like talking about it. I'm not right, happy good. about. It. But I get bored every time there. I talk about it. Every time and, it comes uh, up on a podcast, about a lot you're on a podcast yeah. I swear on a podcast, I swear if I hear like, Ugh. if I hear like, I just can't say what I want anymore. Everything is offensive. This and like comedy should be offensive. I just go 15 minutes, 15 seconds, and then they'll get on to something else because I've heard everyone's fucking take on being offensive. I've heard it. I get it. I understand that comedy is about crossing borderlines and, you know, being crossing the line but in a nice way like you know Bill Burr he loses the crowd then he wins them back isn't yeah. that what it's all about yes yes fine 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 great 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 yeah let's, yeah, I get you it sounds like you wow yeah a lot of comics agree then I, I mean, love yeah. podcasts and I have that's why I'm a podcast consumer and uh, I have run over that territory until it's totally and I've heard them it's like I've heard this podcast guest on a different podcast say what they think about this already probably yeah, I guess there's nothing to talk about. I just don't know what's going to come out. I just know that I have to just 
get a bunch of grenades, uh, defend, my, build a bunker at yeah. this point. Well, you're not you're in Austin. You could have yeah, you could have an AK-47 in that little house probably if you wanted to. Haven't looked into that yet. <laughs> I just know yeah, it's pretty lenient. <laughs> Definitely lenient. Yeah, you can't. As far as I can tell, there's certain restaurants where you can't openly <laughs> carry a gun. That's what I've seen. They keep it. At least that's good. There's a non-gun section. You have a conceit. Yeah, yeah. You want a gun or not gun tonight? That'd be, um, as long as they separate. I mean, just give me the choice. It's like smoking. You know, I was like, uh, I would choose the gun section every time. Though I'd be like, hell yeah. Those are my people. Those are cooler people in the gun section for sure. Uh, should I buy a Dogecoin? Not now. Not now. It's too it's, late. Not, I mean, in my opinion, I, you could do whatever you want, but um, in my opinion, no. You never buy when it's after it just like when everyone's talking about it. You buy yeah. when nobody's talking about it. Right, right. When everyone, okay, right. Um, yep. Yeah, so six months ago, what should I have bought? That would be a great one. Anything, basically. Doge. At this point, anything, but definitely that one is one. Dogecoin, Bitcoin, did Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ethereum, pretty much a lot of them right now. Yeah. The more, yeah, if everyone's talking about it, that means we're going to have a pretty big corrections soon. It'll drop so, down and then you buy when it drops down. Yeah. yeah. You got to be smart. 2020 was a great time to invest yeah. in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it was investing. Yeah. Investing helped you and also helping people. Luck. Who in, yeah. Luck and helping people who invested Helping people who invested to invest. Is that part of your business? How would you explain it like on a first date if someone's like Oh, so I can't explain the business. That's just I just can't. But <laughs> You can't explain how But it, it involves me having an uh, an investment in in that market. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um and uh is it sustainable? It's been very stable even before yeah, it's great. It's great. Fuck. It's got a good. Feed. There's nothing bad to say about. It, so I was like, I've got to think of something bad to talk about. Okay, what bad happened to me in the past six months? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You got COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. That didn't even register. Who cares? Yeah, that was nothing. I mean, it sucked at the time. Yeah. But it only lasted four, three to four days. And then you're done. And that was right. Fine. Back Love to it. normal. Love it. All right. Cool. So. You, yeah, you haven't had it yet. I'm surprised. You probably did and just didn't get any, I any symptoms. Yeah, I wonder. Every, you had to have, dude. Because you're doing podcasts. You're doing everything. I'm doing all outdoor distance podcasts uh, except for right now. It's been all outdoors. For right this is the only one, and you have antibodies or whatever. So. Oh, I, I, yeah, unless I'm wrong and just didn't have it and just think I did. But no, it was pretty, uh, palp- it was pretty obvious. And also, I was uh, totally didn't go anywhere. So, like, what else could it – like, I stayed – quarantined the whole quarantine oh so good for you how okay, could good. i have gotten something just as contagious if it wasn't covid it had to be COVID. Just, yeah yeah whatever at the it, store it, or whatever something you know what i mean something right. i didn't even go to the store you didn't even go to the store. no i got everything delivered. delivered dude okay, yeah. and you still got it that exactly yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Bad. so they had to be and i had this the fever and a lot of other symptoms and the fever was the only one that is terrible I didn't even cough. So it was not that bad. Okay. It, 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 the fever is the thing that scares you because it makes you dumb. It makes you so you can't focus. Yeah, on you're it. right. I hate that when you're sick and you can only, you can barely like watch a movie. Yeah, so that caused paranoia. So that was the worst symptom is just the paranoia pretty much. Yeah. Mental. Mental paranoia. Oh, I hope I don't die from Because I was on 4chan looking at memes about Trump supporters dying of COVID I, like, and like, still denying it. Yeah. Like, fuck this, this is not real. Even as they're dying. As they're dying of it. This is not real. So I was like, that'd be awkward to be one of those guys. Not that I denied it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like a denier. 
but I think I sympathize more with the uh, the one the anti-maskers than the the other. Than the yeah, because you're in all kinds of you're in all kinds of alt right shit these days. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. That's just a phrase that people throw. Okay, around. right. Is okay, you're in. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not into anything. I, I just have re. I just listen to opinions of other people. Who's your favorite opinion? person who's who's the person whose opinion who's the most most controversial no who's uh who's who's like a pundit or online person who you relate to closely gavin mckinnis gavin mckinnis what's he what's his deal super controversial he's the guy who originally started the proud boys proud boys wow oh my god i know he's hilarious he also started vice magazine oh yeah So he's my favorite comedian right now he doesn't even call himself a comedian that's how bad comedy is right now so he's hilarious doesn't mean i am a proud boy i mean he's not even a proud boy anymore because it got listed as a hate group right so he had to disavow it blah 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 um how were the proud boys what were the proud boys first about were they men's rights activists no that that's another dumb meaningless phrase anti Men's right activists. What's wrong with men's rights? I don't. You don't want men to have rights. Well, I think it would not be, an activist. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it's like. But well, yeah, it's not. Got at least advocate for it, right? Yeah, advocating for men's. So rights. let's just get over it. But the point is, Proud Boys. To answer your question, because I know you don't want to talk too much about this, um, is was just a fraternal group for men to drink beer and have Western and be pro Western values, basically. Western it's a joke. values. Yeah. Okay, right. It started as a joke. I know, but that's what's so funny is like this stuff is like it's all serious until someone says like, what are you guys, uh, male supremacists, um, male white supremacists? And they go, we're kidding. We're just kidding. They probably do. Yeah, of course they would be called that. I would be called a lot of things. But so what? People have opinions. I mean, you know, the traditional opinions. Um, okay, let's see. Let's run down things and we'll go point by point. Like let's like 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 things like. Because it's like when I hear that my friend Tim um, likes a guy who was the leader of the Proud Boys, I'm like, okay, Tim, um, are, okay, let's see, are you concerned about racism? That's, yeah, do you know Milo Yiannopoulos? Yes. Do you know that I interviewed him on my podcast? No. So that was a big thing. That was a big deal. Like, I was nervous. How'd you get Milo? I just know. I just figured out how to contact. It wasn't, wow. wasn't that hard. I just said, yo, dude, I'm a comedian, dude. You want to do my podcast? He's like, yeah, why not? And so I did it. Did he come to your apartment? Just over Skype. Okay, nice. It was a f- good conversation. So he's best friends with Gavin, Gavin McInnes. 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 And so it's pretty much we're talking about the same type of people. And he, same values or whatever. And so he's, he was... It's so all I'm doing is looking at what they're saying and whether I agree with them or not is not the I'm I don't agree with them and everything. Yeah. Certainly not with Milo. He says some crazy shit. Provocateur. But I'm not disavowing him either. He's just a person with yeah. opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be banned from countries. Um what's <laughs> bad about the Proud Boys? Nothing. There's, What's bad well, about now? Yeah. They're out, out, kind of out of unpredictable. I wouldn't endorse them now, but the thought behind it was just a joke, pretty much. The thought behind it was just like men should be men. Yeah, in in Western chauvinism. So they actually were being provocative by calling themselves Western, Western chauvinists because it sounds very dicey to call yourself that. Yeah, it triggers people. Yeah, yeah. but it's still just a joke. 
and they uh, do have rest western values but so what so what do we like western as opposed to like eastern like like being like american christian values yeah 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 um and uh that would include like that like uh like i think one of the what is that they say like like you know um american like western white people not white just western just european well we don't gotta define the ethnicity of the people in the western culture it's just pro-western ideals which would be constitutional values freedom house normal you know nuclear household whatever doesn't mean you have to be european or anything but like women are um women should be more family focused and less work focused that's nuclear family right I would, I mean, I can't really say what they would Look, the say. The man is the head of the household. They probably, I mean, that's a little too over, that's, even that is a little probably over the top for just the Proud Boys. I'm trying to find the thing it's that just you think that's controversial. There's yeah. nothing controversial. You won't find it because it's not that controversial, at least the original thought behind it. Right. It's, anti, it's against Antifa. Like they are not, they're, they're against the left, obviously. They're the right wing for sure. Right. But, but that doesn't mean, you know, misogyny. But it's not, it's not, they're not, it seems like they're, it's all cultural. It's not like fiscal policy. It's not like, it's mm-hmm. not like uh, they're like against Medicare for all. How do you feel about Medicare for all? That's a topic that I would, for all, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess I am a fiscal conservative in the, you know, okay. in the sense that, the money, you know, you can't just let anyone have free health care who just enters the country in without legal going through the legal process. We will run out of money and the quality of life will go down if we just, yeah, for all. That's too generic. The country does need borders. We, you know, these are basic logical things. Oh, yeah, right. But okay, so Medicare for all American citizens? That I could do if, as long as we make it so, as long as we don't make it so anyone could just boom, you're a citizen just by jumping a border. Yeah. Now the uh, yeah, but like um, yeah, if you go through the legal process and we can afford it, I don't, I'm not an economist. We can afford to give healthcare to we we spend more in healthcare per capita than any who's other country. We, who, yeah, but who's the United we, States? Yeah, but who's citizens yeah, yeah, yeah. But where's the money? Who is actually going to fork that money? I get that it's being spent from somebody, but yeah. that's usually businesses and it's yeah i get i get what you're saying but if we just moved it you know redistributed it evenly to anybody who just happens to be a citizen the quality will go down i think yeah it's complicated i'm open to being persuaded yeah but i'm not an economist i don't it just sounds complicated um like the idea i mean like i think when it comes down to it people on the left want I mean, when it comes down to like policy, they want people in America to be clothed, fed, and have health care. Those are, I would, agree, I think everyone should have that, but how do we just make it happen? How do we snap our fingers? Through government programs. Well, that's, that's fine. I, that's what I, I, a lot of people want more government programs. I, I kind of lean towards smaller government, more letting, you know, private entities do that on their own accord they don't do that i mean like that's the problem it's like corporations are greedy and people who have money are really bad at giving it away but the government's good at giving money away and so when the government gives money away people can have those baseline needs and the and the positive for you as a someone living in america is you get to live in a country which you live in a country where people aren't 
starving and desperate and like desperate people are dangerous desperate people commit crimes like people want to follow people want to follow the law people people want to like be a good community members and if we give them the chance to do that um then uh, through programs then they will they will gravitate towards that and Mm -hmm. and then away from dangerous desperate behavior all right i think programs are fine i just think government bureaucracy is not the right way of going about it right like look at the dmv i mean just look at anything like unemployment takes forever to get your unemployment. i just trust not them to do it i know yeah so i agree the program i'm pretty left-leaning on that subject but not enough to say yeah let's just go full out socialism yeah, yeah. I you think know? socialized medicine, socialized education. So soci- I mean, like those I just hate the word social. I'm just sorry. These are no I, I, that's why I'm yeah. moving to Texas. I kind of lean towards the small government thing because you look, you know, there's arguments. I get it. You got to be really smart to to argue against that. I'm I just know. I'm not smart enough to just buy it either, though. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh, okay. And those are the easy things. And uh, but then there's the cultural things where it's like. People um, want to be treated fairly. People want to, um, and then it comes to like, uh, you know, people are saying like, I'm being discriminated discriminated against because of my race or gender um, or sexual orientation or gender identity or whatever. And then they're saying like, where's the justice? Where Like there's, there's inequalities here. And they're saying, uh, we want these to be addressed. And then people, I think people in the Proud Boys or on the alt-right would say, um, that's bullshit. You're crying victimhood. Um, when, where the way I see it, like there is injustices there. There is injustices between, like, uh, like people are discriminated against for all those things. And if they are, they deserve to get legal compensation and, and you know, it's, I agree that if that's happening, then yeah, I would be there. To, I would be the first person to to fight against that. Um, the problem is, is that usually the the can't the way that social shaming works is even if there's a tiny offense, it blows up and destroys the business. So that's just that's over compensating yeah and, and I, it's not as common as you're making it sound in my opinion it happens there's homophobia still yeah there's all that still but you got yeah the, and i agree with the laws I, I i mean it's even that is arguable should we have these protected hate speech laws i don't even that's dicey too yeah my dad is a lawyer and he hates when anyone talks about uh hate speech or hate crimes because uh, yeah, he goes yeah he says like you know at that point you're legislating someone's thoughts and how intent. do you define it and yeah and it's that's trouble but then you go like okay here's the bottom line is like you know like say um you know there's a there's a real estate company that is figuring out if a family is black or figure out their race and they're giving them different rates they're giving them different deals, different treatment based on their mm-hmm, race because mm-hmm. they want, because of they're concerned about property values, yada, yada, yada. They're, they're like manipulating, um, the real estate environment based on race, like, and that yeah. kind of stuff. And that stuff, and that's, they address those, those things need to be addressed. Oh, I agree that those need, I mean, that's the law. There's anti-discriminatory laws. So if you're denying somebody alone based yeah. on race, Yeah. That's what the uh, civil rights movement was kind of all about, is equal rights, equal uh, opportunity. Uh, yeah, I'm for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the pro- I guess 
Yeah, it's hard to prove institutionalized race. It's yeah, if there's individual cases, it's hard to prove. But if but I I get why people are skeptical of that of some of being and like but me personally, I don't do that. I don't discriminate that right, way. Right, so right. I would just be like, hey, are you qualified? So I'm yeah. You're for it, but there's a there's a like the argument would be, and this would be my argument as well. I stand behind this. Whereas like if you if you are if you are standing by an unjust system that we know is unjust, and you can see the numbers there, you know what I mean, whatever. Um, if you're standing by and allowing it to happen, and even speaking out against um, racial discrimination, complaining, whatever it is, like you're you're perpetuating this injustice. If if you believe that it's actually happening, that's the thing. I'm skeptical that the evidence is as overwhelming as you're making it sound like with the cops being racist. This is, that's controversial to say they're not. Yeah. You have to go along with the crowd and just, Oh yeah, cops are terrible. Yeah. There's very few cases where cops just randomly shoot people that are not also shooting back at them. Right. There's but there's a few, been, there's, there's a many, few. Ca- there's many cases of, like unarmed people being shot by police. Yeah, but what were they? Do? You got to look into each individual, individual cases, and you got to accept some harsh, rea- some dark realities, some stats that you might not want to accept too. That certain demographics tend to commit more crimes too. So that also kind of explains a little bit of the discrepancies. You got to be willing to accept a little bit of dark reality. It's not as simple as oh, the cops are racist. No, it's not that simple. Um. But, Some uh, are. like, um, are you, uh, doesn't it concern you that, uh, you might be buying into something that's really dangerous? You might be buying into something that's, uh, that's Nazi-ish. All I said was a fact. I, I mean, you'd have to, to like. But with aligning with, with these people, with these, these people who are, who are more. Nazi-ish is, is what they're doing. They're the ones saying that if you don't go along with what I'm saying, you're evil. That's right. what Nazis did. They do flip it. I don't know what I did that's Nazi. Like, I just said a fact. No, no, no. Yeah, and that's not what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm saying that, like, um, these proud boy types, these anti-left um, people, mm-hmm. um, they are on the side of um, denying racism, um, which, and which is, is the, that is, uh, the argument would be that that is white supremacy. Like if you're denying that racial discrimination exists, then you're accepting that as it stands with black people having a really hard time in this country, you know, I mean, people like, you know, immigrants having a hard time in this country, um, you are siding with white people on that you're siding with the with the existing power structure yeah but the existing power structure has laws that prevent all these things you just talked about so, so you, but I need you don't the trust evidence. the government you don't trust the government I tr- but no i don't trust the government no and and that's and that's that's good because the government for a long time has been for the few and not the many like right. the government is fucking up all right. the time. So if there's a good case for someone getting discriminated against, I'm all they got to fight. They they got to get I would be behind them to get justice. The problem is it's overblown. Like what you're talking about, you're just you're recite you're saying what other people say, but 
the I've, if, if you're not afraid to actually look into it, it's pretty complicated. And if you just ignore all the people who are smart and actually, you know, give you, there's so many people smarter than me. Me too. Who explain that you got to be a little bit more skeptical that to the just assuming white people are bad and that's the only problem with the country. Okay, right. Okay, so how about this? We're working with a little information. We both agree we are ignorant to the realities about like we don't understand how to how to figure out the, the statistics and it seems like you can either make a bet you're making a bet you're making a wager so you're going to wager that the um system is you're wagering more that, that the system is probably fine and i'm wagering more that the system is probably rigged against poor people who happen to be who are dis- disproportionately black latino Etc. Right, I would agree with you if if the evidence was over if it was substantial, if it was even but, a little bit substantial, I would be like, yeah, we gotta fix this. The system is not perfect; it's just better than the other ones. Like, I don't want to be trialed by. I like a trial by jury. I like the Constitution. I like that you can defend yourself, and there's freedom of speech. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's perfect. And so, yeah, to blame the system, you got to actually give me cases. The Laquan McDonald shooting in Chicago, right? So unarmed black man gets shot. The government, including Rahm Emanuel, people covering it up and defending the police in, like, against, these, against the allegation that they shot this guy 16 times or whatever. Um, uh, like, and you see the government covering it up. How'd that make you feel? Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't defend every cop. There's probably, there's probably some nasty racist cops in So the Chicago. argument you'd have would be that was a, so that, that was case, an aberration, if, that was a fluke. If, not a fluke, if that was all the, if that's the whole story that they just randomly shot somebody 16 times, I'd be like, well, fuck those cops. Let's yeah. fire them and retrain the force. The problem is, I don't know if that's the <laughs> entire story, because I'm more skeptical. You didn't look into the Laquan McDonald stuff at all in Chicago? I don't just look into stuff that everyone... That, was, that one's I've famous. I've heard of it. I've that heard one's of it. famous and unarmed, okay. shot in the back as he's running away. Like, um, Yeah, it sounds bad when you hear that, when, you, when it's yeah. put that no, way. No, it was, it was bad. I mean, like that, that's what I'm bringing up because I know it and was what hap- bad. And what happened to the cops afterwards? I think the cop... I think the... the, the I think event, uh, the Rom cover, covered for him and then eventually some justice happened. I don't know either. So I don't know the details on that. But well, like... I, then I would be that's a clear-cut case then, of like... Then, then, of like... Know. But like the government... It sucks. Terrible that that happened. Yeah, right. What do you want to say? I'm not for that, obviously. And... I don't know the full details because that's one case you mentioned. I mean, there's other cases that are championed as like uh, the smoking gun. Right. But then you look into them as like, oh, they were hanging out with a drug dealer who shot at the cops Breonna first. Taylor. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But does that mean the cops were just randomly doing that, murdering right. somebody? So right. like, I'm, I'm not a, like afraid to but look at... See, so yeah. you're working with a lack of information and you have to make a judgment. And I'm curious as to why the judgment... Why do you have to make a judgment if there's a lack of information? Well, you, well you're making a... You are making I'm not a, making a judgment. I'm saying I'm not jumping to conclusions. Okay, yeah. Um, Maybe I'm gonna, they were. I don't know. I feel pretty confident, and this is why I, I vote the way that I do and I believe the things that I do. I feel pretty confident that... Um, you know, even if there is some fudging of the stat, you know, if there's some generalizing, whatever, that generally, I'm pretty confident that 
um, the police and you know local governments, whatever they are, have been oppressing poor, disproportionately black communities for a long time. I mean, that seems there's a lot of people in the country who haven't had a fair shake of it, right? Or uh, yeah, that's that's a great thing to talk. I mean, just the whole. Is it your identity that's pulling you down, or is it your environment or other factors, society? That's a huge debate, you know? Yeah, I think class is the biggest determining factor in whether or not the government's going to try to fuck you or help you. And it, it seems pretty clear to me, based on what I've seen my entire life, that like governments are fucking over poor people, and they're giving a lot of breaks to rich people. That's how you could perceive... I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, there's many cases where that seems to be the way it is it's easy to stay rich once you get it exactly get don't you there. think yeah right um but also I, I would rather have that than china where they make it so you can only make a certain amount or else it's, because then you don't want to work as hard it's like oh i can only make a certain amount and it's capped right no right. i like industry i like uh entrepreneurism yeah so every Everything I'm saying is just how I was grown, how I was raised. It's like, yeah, freedom, America, that doesn't have it. I'm not trying to limit other people. And if I see that the government is by some arbitrary thing like race or gender, whatever, or class even, I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Because I am for equal opportunity. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, so you'll be, you'll be surprised to find out that there's many cases where the government is fucking people over based on class and race. I mean, like, still all the time. Um uh, the government, well, that's, that's vague. You're being vague when you say Yeah, the government, police, local governments, um, the judicial system. I mean, mandatory minimums in the 90s. Um, crack was, mandatory minimum for crack was like 10 or, it was like a lot. Mm-hmm. Cocaine was less. So like right there, that's a racial disparity because black people well, use who, crack. Who signed that bill? It was probably some mayor or something. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden? That's hilarious. Um, but stuff like that. You it know was I mean? some politician, and they, they do things like that. Yeah, it's weird. Right, and, uh, and if we keep bitching about it, those things will get better. Whereas if we say that um, the cases are overblown, yada, 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 things will stay the same, which is really bad, or they'll get worse. That's my concern. Oh, I agree. We got to do something. The country is changing. I just don't know that I'm going to jump to conclusions that we are, that the government's the, that the, the, the government, yeah, there's, I criticize that. We're on the same page. It's just, right. is there any better system? I mean, the problem is not America. It's, it's that, well, it is. It's the problem is that the world looks at America as the place to where they're going to solve all their problems. Everybody's here. Immigrants, we all immigrated here because we had some other problem in some other country. Yeah. So, of course, America is going to have complicated problems that other countries don't have. That's just how I look at it. It's a macro problem. But I, I have to be honest where I say I'm pretty moderate and I don't just go with the whatever the parties are saying. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we can get off this stuff. This is, it was a good talk. I mean, I'm that just, was interesting. I, I feel pretty good about it. Usually, I'm like, whenever I. St- get into these talks i'm like what am i saying i shouldn't have, i should have said i should have said this or that but the guy said enough you know um so being that uh pri- like do you think um as you gain wealth do you see yourself um being charitable yeah i guess i mean i don't mind i kind of have been i i guess i kind of feel like i don't mind doing that being generous and stuff I, I, it feels good. I, that's one of my ad addictions is like giving away free shit. Actually, yeah, like what? 
I mean, I brought a comedian. My friend Craig is literally sitting right there. Craig got himself. He just minding his own business while I'm doing a podcast because I wanted to bring him to Austin because he's very focused on being a comic. And I was like, hey, I got the money. Nice. Let's just go. Nice. And you took care of everything along the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't. I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, I'm you know, not paying for every single thing, but you know, <laughs> not Mother Teresa. But <laughs> I wanted to just have somebody to motivate me to do mics and stuff. To do mics, yeah. Because I don't, like, I don't like going to mics alone. Yeah, got to roll with the, crew, you know, at least one other crew member. Oh dude. God, it is terrible walking into someplace alone. Yeah, <laughs> I really hate it. Um, but like, as somebody who's come into some money, like, and you also you believe that. Um, it's up to private people to give back and, and take care of some of these societal ills. I mean, just like people are homeless and starving all over Austin. You can see people are homeless, right? It's crazy. Um, yeah. Like, do you feel because you're championing the personal responsibility and the smaller government, um, do you feel like any responsibility to give back? If I, yeah, once, I mean, I am going to try to do that just by being a capital, by being an entrepreneur. If I start a business and have, and create jobs, yeah. that is pretty, that's better than charity. Yeah, so if you're asking if I'm just going to do charity in addition to that, sure. Yeah. Why not? It's more personal. You feel like you actually, instead of just giving, paying taxes, it's like, I'd, I, I want to actually see the money go to the thing yeah that would be great yeah that so would yeah be great. i'm charitable i guess <laughs> and i hope people have that idea like that's the thing is that it just seems like these people who are really uh wealthy they give some to charity but it ends up being uh a smaller fraction than like like someone did a prorating of like how much bezos mm-hmm. gives the charity and it's yeah. like that's as if somebody who made 50 grand donated 10 bucks a year. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's, it's, I know it sounds big when he's like, Oh, 30 million, da, da, da. but to oh, him yeah. as a percentage of his income, it's so well, small. He does. He has, t- he has only so many limited hours in the day to be a philanthropist. I think his wife is more the philanthropist and same with Bill Gates. Yeah. They have a whole philanthropy business or foundation. Right, right, right. But there's only, I mean, and he's given away half his wealth in addition to all the jobs that he created along the way and helped the economy. Yeah, bad jobs, though. Amazon, it's a well, shitty job. Well, of course, job. Amazon could be, you could talk about terrible. that. Terrible. Working Amazon, conditions are terrible, aren't they? But they, they chose the job. I mean, he did. Yeah, I know, but they got nothing else to go for. That's so the that's thing. his problem. I mean, I get it, but still. they. But he's the, yeah. He it's is better the, than nothing, right? It's better than nothing, but he is he is the lowest, he is the worst job. So it's like, if he made his jobs better, then the bar would be higher. So it's up, it, like, it's a company policy. What do you mean if he made his job better? It's the worst job. Oh, if he made the jobs better. If he made his job, which is the worst job, if he gave everybody a raise, or gave them, um, what's the thing, uh, hazard pay? Like, they're giving them some hazard pay at the beginning of the pandemic, they cut that. So now they're not giving those people hazard pay anymore. Um, and this is the only job they can get, right? So knowing that this is the only job they can get, they continue to pay them these shitty wages, mm-hmm. um, knowing that, you know, for a little bit of money out of all out of all these rich people's pockets, you know, a little bit, a little bit of money from all of them, you know, why does it have to come from his personal bank? He owns the business and, and he has yeah, a, he has a responsibility to humanity. You know what I mean? Like as a human being to lift people up. Does he? I mean, I, I, I think so. I uh, think so. 
I think is, I mean, the company is where, where the money for the salaries come from, not from his personal. He, in a, you know, that stock. Well, that's the thing is like, right, the company would be a little bit less lucrative, which would take a little sure. money out of his pocket. Sure. And I guess I'd be for it. I'd have to work at one of those sweatshop fulfillment centers to really give you the answer and how really bad it is. I've heard only bad things about it. Yeah, right. Really but bad. You, you can't blame him for the, the, econ- the entire economy not having any other better job because they did take the job if there was a better job they could have taken that but he moved those jobs like part of what amazon does is undercut the local businesses that have the better jobs true okay that's a little bit towards like being a monopoly and being a little bit corrupt so that i agree with i'm for small business but you got to look at the whole not just the, you got to look at technology, the way that we're getting more towards a drone fulfilled w- world. Yeah. There won't even be Amazon jobs, even uh, any form of that. It'll be robots, yeah. It'll all be drones and robots. So, again, do I blame one entity? No, it's the whole world going towards. I know, but it's a, lot weird, of, it's a lot of people going, my hands are tied by the like economy. You can't just blame one person or one party or one group. No, but it's the mentality that he has where it's like, we need to make as much money as possible, which I guess that's business, right? But like, that's the problem is like, that's unchecked. Who's going to check that? Does he want. I, Who's so going to check I that? I can't speak for him, but in his early interviews, he just wanted to make a good customer service product that was his main goal that's why the so the money is a byproduct of that but also of course he wants a lot of it too everyone wants a lot of money exactly that's thing is it's unchecked he provided a service that was extremely valuable and so his net worth is just excess of that in excess of right right yeah so right he didn't do it alone that's i mean like i think the argument would be like um the government would step in just the same way the government steps in and goes hey listen you can't put broken glass and baby food that's got to stop <laughs> they go no no one in this country can sell baby food with glass in it and they go but ours is the cheapest it's got the least amount of glass it's got just a little bit of glass and it's the cheapest food so you're going to deny them that choice and the government goes yes no broken glass and baby food and they make those things and then they've got, and then the and then the companies work within those parameters that set by the government and they work within those parameters um, and uh, and then things are better for everybody because of the parameters that have been set up by the government, right? So the government could go and they should go, you know, like this is the this is the minimum wage, it's this, it's this much, you have to provide benefits to anybody working full time, yada, yada, yada. And then these companies would have to respond to those things and maybe they would end up shipping jobs overseas, blah, 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 whatever, but. Yeah, I'm for I'm pro regulation here. Yeah, I gotta have some regulation. Regulation, right? And it's, then yeah, yeah. I'm also I'm just pro and ed- ed- uh, capitalism. You know, I just think it's. I like. I just think yeah, that's kind of how it's weird to have to have to rely on like an entrepreneur to like get your all your money from, but. It's better than the government. But yeah, we need to regulate it though a little bit. Truly, it's not better than the government. I mean, the government answers to the people, whereas companies answer Give me an to example it. of the government doing a good job answering to the people. I mean, uh, I mean, like unemployment. Like I got, I lost my job. You're I could not work anymore. that's a good virtue? That was an example of a good one? The money came through. Yeah, but also prevents... Got me through a hard time. Okay, I get it. I mean, I'm not like anti-unemployment checks, I guess, but... It does make people a little bit less likely to try as hard to get a job, I would think, if they just have a nice sum, a cushion of money that they just got from the government. Yeah. It's obviously, I'm anti that a little bit, but at the same time, there's a reality 
that not everybody can just get a job, you know, no, anytime that's they for want. Sure. I'm, not, I'm right. not born yesterday. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's complicated. Um, one of the things that I like um, when I'm talking to people is, like, uh, to convince them is, like, uh, there's you can you can make a couple mistakes. You could err on the side of too many people get money, and then maybe, like you're saying, some people don't feel like working because they have the money or whatever. That's one mistake you could make. The other mistake you could make is people die and starve because they don't have any money. And also, they do the kind of things that people who are desperate do, which is steal cars and rob houses and mug people. Like, that's bad. That's a bad mistake to make. Whereas the other mistake to me, compared to, compared to option A, option A is people are starving, desperate. Things, thing, bad things happen when people are starving or desperate. That's a, that's a that's that's a bad situation. Option B, the other mistake you could make was that you give them too much money. You gave the wrong people money. You gave people who don't need the money. You gave them extra money by accident. Um, you gave away too much money. So the damage to the government spent too much money. So maybe whatever, there's inflation or there's all those other mistakes that could happen. And uh, to me, if I'm had if I had to you know make a, a mistake on one end or the other, I'd ma- I'd make a mistake in, in the B category. You mean giving people money that need right, it right? Because the mistakes will be made. Of so course. I think you you over. I mean, like, so you you err on the side of here's more. Mm-hmm. Here is checks for everybody. That way, we make sure that people get what they need. And the and the danger is yes, people who have a lucrative job, maybe it's a lucrative job off the books or whatever, and they get a bunch of unemployment money, and they're cheating the government out of that money. That's a loss. That's a loss. That that was the mistake, right? But you made a mistake on this end instead of making make a mistake on the other end. Right. If it was between those two choices, then of course I would choose. I just, I just think it's too <laughs> simple. You know? Right. No, it's good. So I made if it nice you're trying to convince me, my thing would be, well, what's still, what's wrong with charity? You know, if you have low taxes, you can't depend on it because these people are greedy. Well, that's where I would be like, well, then that's a problem with humanity. Then <laughs> certainly, it's a problem with humanity. It's, well, a, problem, it's a problem with humanity that we're that we're trying to correct for. Like, yeah. the, like I mean, like you can pretty accurately be like, okay, we can assume human beings are going to be greedy. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's a human th- trait for sure. Yeah. But also, so, you know. uh, with with assuming that they're going to keep their money, we're going to put these parameters down where this way. Everybody gets. I mean, like a UBI, Universal Basic Income. Which I mean, how'd you feel about like Andrew Yang? Yeah, I would just go back to what I was saying earlier. Where does the, how, there's a limit to how much money we could just funnel from the top end of rich people's salaries to the bottom end. If the bottom end is a growing mass of, of a pop, new population of people coming here from random countries and not working as, you know, not providing the same value to the economy, not all of them are. pretty hard, though. Two or three jobs. They have to. I mean, yeah, if they're starting from the bottom, they right. have to. Yeah. But not all of them do, let's be honest. And if you make it that easy to come here, they're just going to make it all in their – they're just going to come here well, and they're gonna, you know, right. get the, those checks. They're also operating in their self-interest, and they're going to be greedy, right? So it's like they're going to be greedy – they're going to be greedy themselves. They're I wouldn't even call that greedy. Too. I would just say that's sensible. Right. Hey, right. if there's a country that's going to give you free healthcare, free everything, let's go. Exactly. But then on the other end, it's like there's a tax break that we can do where we, you know what I mean? Like, or like, well, if the government says we only need to make sure that we only clean up five, you know, 5% of the oil that we spilled, we're only going to clean up 5% of the oil that we spilled. I mean, like people are going to work within those, those parameters and it's like, um, 
And to me, it feels like you're making, do you make an error that fucks over a corporation or an error that fucks over a human being who's trying to survive? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, give like, let Tesla take the fucking 5% hit. Like right. no problem here. I have no issue with that. I mean, the the but danger you know what would else be they could do with that money. They could hire a shitload of employees. Yeah, right. And then they work. That's why tax breaks. And are they work not, in a warehouse, and they can't get a fucking bathroom break to wear a diaper. Tax breaks. The corporations are why the economy kind of went up in the past, during Trump. I mean, that's why unemployment was so low. It's because of the. I assume the tax cuts didn't hurt that. Jumps, jumps, jumps. Yeah. So that's just logic, simple logic. So that's why I guess I would need to see, to see a good argument against why that. Yeah. I've never heard one yet. I've yet to hear one. I mean, yeah, I just, uh, I just, it's hard. It's, I mean, like to me, it's like, isn't that what I just said? Very logical though, that if you give corporations tax breaks, that gives them extra money to hire people. Doesn't that make sense? Um, well, what's funny is like, no, no. It, I mean, like that. Yeah, that's because that's all I you're, said. You're referencing trickle down. And, and you have no, you have no answer. It's tr- that's trickle down. Calling it a, a label doesn't mean it's not true, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. I could cite economics, 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 economics. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Economists? I would just use simple logic, just like I did. Yeah, I'm not an expert. I'm just literally, I, I said that to many people, and they have yet to. Okay, well, since say Reagan, anything that made sense. Since Reagan. Who is the champion of trickle down economics? I didn't the, say anything about trickle down. I said what I just since said. Reagan, who was the first guy to give tax cuts to corporations, hoping they would give people jobs. Um, the richest, the the wealth gap has increased. Rich people have gotten richer, and poor people have gotten poor. Correlation doesn't equal causation. All right. So, but it just it seems as though we've done an experiment and it doesn't work. We've, we have Where's been... Where's the evidence? I just said We've been trying evidence. that. But it's been... because the economy went better doesn't mean it was only because... That's correlation... It's not the cause. It's been going. Of course the economy got better since Reagan. Uh, it's a rich country. We, we, we're very productive. We create a lot of new inventions. Yeah. the producti- yeah Productivity has gone up and wages haven't gone up with productivity. Maybe not on that. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. I don't know the stats on that. But They're yeah. not sharing. The, co- the corporations are making more money and they're getting the tax breaks, whatever. And they don't seem. The ev- I mean, the evidence to me is that they have not been. It depends on the state. Some states have different tax laws. Yeah. Okay. Federally, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's an. It's all argumentable. It's like, yeah. Do we give that big a tax cuts? Yeah, I guess to corporations as benefits. I guess. Yeah. Right. But, you know, like I said, that you have to admit that unemployment rates did go up in the past four years, right? I'm not just making that up. Didn't they go down? You mean less people unemployed? I thought it was the lowest unemployment in a long time. Yeah, right. So for the, racial yeah, minorities too. Right, the unemployment rate went down. You mean? Yeah. yeah employment employment went up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what do you attribute that to? Tax. I mean, the easy one of the obvious logical things is corporations had a little bit of extra room to increase their payroll. That's just simple logic. You don't have to. I mean, obviously that makes sense. It doesn't mean you have yeah. to vote for Trump just because that's stupid. One little fact. You put the jobs are shitty. They're terrible jobs. Oh, yeah, corporate jobs. Are, you're right. I agree. They're not ideal to work for a corporation. Yeah. And, like, they are fucking people over. I don't know. Hey, I mean, that's a subjective thing. And I'm willing to change my mind. And the reason I believe the things I believe is because I listen to other people, blah, blah, blah. Me too, me too. you got to have a malleable... Like, I'm willing to change my mind on anything. What's your number one issue? Like, what do you feel like you you vote on? Oh, what do I vote on? Good question. I think I'm kind of like a... <laughs> it took a while, actually, 
to change parties, actually. Not that I'm a Republican, but to yeah. go from Democrat to voting for a Republican, ooh, yeah. that, that took multiple years. So I can't really, I don't know if I can attribute it to one thing, you know? Eco- economy is, is probably the biggest, though. It's just, it's just like, yeah, where's the money going to come from? Right. You're voting, yeah, you're voting to make a better economy. Not just for a better economy, just not for what they, what the other side is wants to do with the current economy. They want to manipulate it in a way that is, I'm not for. I, I like it the way it is. I kind of think it's fine the way it, not fine. It's not great. Yeah. It's kind of like I can't just fully endorse capitalism. It's not great. Yeah. It doesn't, you know? no, it seems to be like, well, companies, they have to grow every year. They, yeah, it's very convoluted and a lot of rich. It's so crazy, but I still kind of like it, dude. It's America, dude. Like other countries are doing, they're copying us for some reason. Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just becomes to like this thing that I got red pilled on. It's like, yeah, dude, don't just go for whatever the Democrats are. Like, actually look into it and decide on your make your own opinion. I yeah, I think people should look into it because there. I mean, there is like an automatic. It's kind of fun. People we know are just automatically oh, voting, okay. and they don't yeah. think about it on both sides. People just vote automatically, and they should think about it critically. Um, yeah. And it was yeah. This year was a was a crazy thing for me. What I I I mean, I really did. Um, have to, I really got really got way into it. I mean, since Trump got elected, I've really been into it and really focusing on it. And um, um, yeah, and it's been uh, complicated. And the Democrats, you know, aren't doing anybody any favors, in my opinion. Oh, anyway. I would hate to be a Democrat right now. Yeah, because you have to. That sucks to, and to have to defend it. Yeah, it's not very. It's not very exciting. Socialism is exciting to me um, because I think it could give everybody a chance at a good life like i mean like that to me is i mean corporations have never treated anybody anybody with it and never been altruistic i've never been and never done anything selfless corporations it's not in their it's not in their uh yeah bucking dna you know what i mean you're right you know i they don't get rewarded for it for at least not really right yeah they try to virtue signal to say they're good obviously but yeah, you know, there's nonprofits. Um, those are that's like you know, I'm pro philanthropy. It just takes time. You got to right, dedicate. Like, yeah, like a hurricane hits and FEMA comes in, right? A government entity comes in and fixes things because it would be in no corporate interest. I mean, maybe some corporations, maybe, but like nobody who's there's no money to be made in saving people from a hurricane. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know same I mean? with fighting wars. We need the government to. Point a gun at people and tax people. You know, there's a couple of things they're good at. Put out fires. Yeah, I mean, maybe that could be privatized. Why not? Why not? Yeah, if everybody that could. I mean, even the roads. I've heard it a good argument. Hey, yeah, we could have private roads. Not impossible. It just takes some coordination and upkeep. You know, there's very few things I think the government are good at. It's only like pointing a gun and taxing. Yeah, but they collect the money. They have that big pile of money they collected. Which they use to point a gun. <laughs> they have the money. It's great. Like, they can do so much with that money. Um, I know. I know how you look at Trust me. I could easily have been on that same wavelength. And I know that so many people want that. And I can't. I don't even, I'm not even trying to convince you out of it because I get that there's a fury in your belly yeah, to yeah. make it a reality. And it probably will be a reality. I'm fighting a losing ideological war (laughs) 
And doesn't mean I have to just quit, though. You have to die, go down with the ship, I guess, because I am a capitalist, yeah. unapologetically, and I, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna apologize for it. Is my point? Yeah. Um, so do you think? Yeah, because okay, do you think that it's gonna be better for you or better for everybody? Capitalism. Yeah, because everybody to me is like a dog whistle for let's just let everybody in the country if we keep if we. Make it so not everyone can just jump over a fence and be a full-fledged citizen. They can't do that. Then maybe we could focus on everybody. But these small countries that are so-called socialism, the reason they thrive with that model is because they have a pretty small population that in a high wealth in general high in compared to capita, high wealth per capita. So in those situations, yeah, all those programs work pretty well but in america like i said earlier it's a special problem where everyone comes for a great opportunity that's why like norway like people don't go to norway to like unless they already have a really good connection or something they got to be rich even to just visit norway let alone immigrate there so but okay uh do you think that but like when you say you're a capitalist are you saying that you're a capitalist because like do you think as like a you know like yeah do you think capitalism is better for our country for everyone in the country it wouldn't be here without it so i'd have to say yeah okay right you said yeah we wouldn't have all this we wouldn't even be having this this discussion in right. a nice place in austin <laughs> if it wasn't for america the whole yeah the whole country's founded on it so sure. yeah i can't really yeah say we need to change that part of it we, but what would i change yeah something i just look at it as more like a global problem than just america i don't blame just assert i don't blame one entity like you know where the world is changing towards a technological uh singularity so i'm looking at like a more yeah, philosoph- so what then dude i mean like at that what? point we need oh then we we're need ubi it right? doesn't matter we're all gonna be robots so it doesn't matter <laughs> what do you U- think about the singularity wealth won't even matter so i am we can't agree that wealth is stupid like money is stupid probably that we shouldn't have a currency system but doesn't mean Hey, we're all kind of on our own, in this life at least. You kind of have to fend for yourself in any country. At least that's how it kind of was for most of humanity. You had to fend for yourself, join a tribe. So I am joining a, the KKK, as I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I got to join a tribe or yeah, something. I got to do what I got to do. I don't know. It, um, it, yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, what do you, okay, before, before we'll, we'll wrap up on singularity. Because you are a tech guy. What's going to happen when the singularity is AI gets to the point where it's um, unrecognizable from humanity? Or what's the singularity? Pretty, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's basically where there's no going back. Like Everything has been so technologically, so replaced that it, it also goes faster and faster to the point where we can't even look into what... We can't look outside of it. I don't know. It's a very comparable thing to just the black to a black hole like once you get in you can't look out or it's yeah, like right. it's gonna be so unpredictable ai making ai robots making right. robots yeah and robots running, controlling yeah. the mm-hmm. yeah like and uh right the, and once the, we give over the keys to the ai well, and it's yeah. and the computing power is so something, fast something like that yeah we don't know that's the thing we can't look inside a black hole and so we just know that it's coming that's it. It's a dense, yeah, it's like it's getting closer, but and it'll get faster and faster the closer we get. Uh, do you welcome it? 
I can't control. Um, do I welcome it? I'm in it. I'm in whatever I like. My I want to be a human because like stand up. You you couldn't be good at it if you weren't human. I think. <laughs> no, I like humanity. So I guess I'm not that much of a technophile that I want to not be human. But I'm pro uh, whatever Elon Musk is gonna do. You know, with the head. You know, <laughs> Neuralink. I'm pro enhancing that humanity. Would you upload your consciousness to a computer? I feel like that's just there's no choice. Yeah, if I I would be the one of the first to do that probably. Okay, right. Yeah, when it's still in the thing if where it's some people cool, are, some people aren't. You gotta know the features <laughs> first. Like I didn't know I would want a Tesla until I knew I could afford one. So if I know that I could afford whatever the hell that it will be, then I'll probably be the early adopter because I usually am an early adopter. Right. But it'll adopt me. It'll adopt us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how we're talking here. So like that's what we're talking about. What's the uh, next big thing? Uh, what 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 do you think someone should invest in? Mm, not property in Austin. Like I'm starting, yeah. Like uh, that's already burst. Do you think, or that's already peaked? The property now? Probably hope, not. I hope not. Because I, I don't think so. Because I bought in at the worst time. I don't think that's, so, dude. If that's the case. Yeah, I, I, Elon, you have to kind of trust him a little bit when he says it's a boom town. Yeah. I mean, he will be, of course, yeah. he's going to say that if he's chose it for his factory. Yeah. He's biased. But so I take with a grain of salt, a big grain of salt. I mean, I, not a big, I, I, I imagine it's not a bad move to, okay. to do what I'm doing. I don't have control even over my trajectory of my own life. I but feel. in tech or whatever, like what would you invest in or what are you, in, what are you investing in? Yeah. Specifically, I don't, I'm not, I guess I don't really know that much about it. Like energy companies, we're going to be revolutionizing energy probably. So solar, solar and, uh, weed. Yeah. Weed feel like that's a little slow burn, but that's going to pop. Like we've had, that's been going on. It's It'll been, pop, right? There's yeah. weed companies that are probably worthy. I'm not that, I'm not an expert on that. All right, cool. What so do you I, think? Yeah. But what's the next big, next big next thing? Next big thing. I don't know. Crypt, Hot tip. Yeah. I mean, crypto's big, but everyone knows about that already, but who cares? Bumper cars, maybe? Some kind of bumper car? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean bumper car? Yeah, I don't know. What do you mean bumper cars? Are you kidding? You're kidding, right? It just came to my head for some reason. Like, maybe we'll just revolutionize uh, vehicles the way we travel so we don't have to worry about collisions and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Something. That'd be cool to invest in that. Like, I am a big proponent of what Tesla's doing with their safety features. And, yeah. uh, well, of course, you don't want to be the only one on the road with those features. So you want to not even worry about it. To have everybody have them and then no one's going to get in a crash. Yeah, it's great. So that's a good thing if that's coming out to invest in. Other car, car companies are doing, trying to get into the EV market share. But yeah. Nice. All right, brother. Um, any 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 call to action for the audience? What what do you want them to know about you? What do you want them to, you want to, follow, to follow you, et cetera? What do you want them to know? Um, if you're if you've enjoyed whatever I've done in the past since I started comedy, you could find me on Instagram. That's where I post a lot of fake news to pretend that my life is better than it is. I will be starting the podcast up again if I successfully move to Austin, which is still in the works. That's 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 where I'm doing. Nice. What's the Instagram handle? Tim Weichselbaum. W- Just type W E I Tim W E I. If it doesn't come up after that, I'm not famous enough, so don't even follow me. W-I-C-H. S-C-L-B-A-U-M. Wyke Sulbaum. Wyke Sulbaum. All right, thanks a lot for doing it, Tim. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. 
So if you've made it this far, if you made it to the end, I appreciate it. And I wonder if you're on my side um, or perhaps if you have critiques for me or, or for Tim, um, I'm open to those. Please message me, Instagram, Facebook, Terrence Hartnett, um, Ha Hartnett on Instagram. Um, go ahead. Ha Hartnett at gmail.com is my email. Shoot me an email if you uh, if you think that I, uh, I don't know, if you want to talk about any of this stuff that I talked about um, on the podcast today. Um, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I hope that uh, I hope that uh, um, the compassion and the civility that Tim and I displayed uh, uh, came across on the pod because uh, I, I I don't respect um, everything about Tim's beliefs in politics, um, but I uh, respect him as a man, and uh, I appreciated him giving me the time. And we're and we were and we are just kind of like old old uh, friends catching up at a certain point. So. Um, there we go. Vulnerability. I was vul- I'm being vulnerable. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much to Rudy Schultz for designing the logo to the podcast. Rudy Schultz is a graphic designer who you could probably hire. You could hire him. You. And Steve Gerard, Steve Gerard of Crown Blue Music, um, did our theme songs. Thanks to both of those gentlemen for um, helping this podcast become what it is. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And, you know, and if you like it, just tell someone else to listen to it. That's a big way to listen to new podcasts. Um, and I'll catch you later this week. Bye-bye.